Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games, beer, and where we dance. Just, you know, in our chairs, because it's fun. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 305, and I'm here with Lucy. Not in a chair. No. Standing in all her Still excellence. Standing desk wanker, yes. <laughs> And sitting in all his excellence, is Adol. It's me. Hey. I do enjoy, Hi. Lucy, that you've got a comfortable, comfortable chair. Just like just like Adol has now, a nice, comfortable right. chair. And you're like, I'm just going to stand now, mate. Just going to stand. No. Secret yeah, pretty much. No. <laughs> Good. Let's open some beers. Uh, Adol. You and I are going to yeah, twin. We... We're going to twin this evening, aren't we? Yeah. Um. I guess we start with the dipper. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Canada uh, week, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We are doing Canada week. Northern monks old black store projects. Canada week, and we are drinking the dipper. O F S O six two. Yeah, the old old flax store. Hmm? The old flax store number sixty-two. I assume it's the sixty-second brew they've done at that space. Yeah, I assume as well. Uh, It's also a collaboration with Third Moon Brewing. Someone you're familiar with? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's got Citra Incognito, El Dorado, Nelson Sauvage, Rewaka, Galaxy, and Enigma. It also has. The flavor text of many cities. Yes. Like, uh, well, I've lived in Vancouver uh, briefly for months at a time in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canada. Just just Canada. Uh, I have adventure awaited. I've been, uh, I, I used to be a bear eating a fish. <laughs> um, I've seen moose and I've lived in Claggery. And unfortunately, they said... Fuck all of the Atlantic provinces and uh, have nothing there. Otherwise, I would point at Halifax. But yes, um, obviously a really fun, like, very luggage sticker style tin. Um, so yeah. this uh, we're going to drink uh, um, two of these beers over uh, this episode and the next. Uh, um, but there was a third beer that came as part of this uh, this pack, which I uh, have drunk. Uh, Adol, have you, have you had that one yet? I have not. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were going to do samesies for the next couple eps or have a have a split ep, but I think I'm... We'll see if I can manage to save it for next week. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get this poured. Well, I've cracked it open already. I might have to drink a beer that I have from Edmonton next week. Oh! Edmonton? Yeah. Shipped specially in for you? Or just I found? I <laughs> I think I bought it from Leftfield Beer, and they do a lot of exports. Um, it's, I think it's like a seven fifty mil champagne bottle, oh nice, oh, wow. or something like that. So you know, might the... have to crack out the big boys next yeah. week to make up for this week since yeah. I'm not drinking. Yeah, out of curiosity, water. what's the brewery? Have it, have I don't week. know the Edmonds Brewers nearly. I, I, I can't remember for the life of me. I'm, well, maybe I. I'll check yeah, before fair. the end of the. Podcast. It may well, come. It may I'll just. Do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next yeah, you can tell me later. It doesn't. It does not have to ha- be right now. Yeah, there's no rush. There's no rush. Uh, my beer, as I poured, has, has frothed up, but it's dissipating quite uh, nicely. It's got a good old sort of fifteen mil of head 
One of the own yours is even bigger. I see. Good. Yeah, you got a yeah. little bit more in the in the glass. It's got a lovely yeah, I would nose. Say a to finger it. and a half, almost two fingers. Mm. That's a nice it, nose. It, it's lovely. As you say, the 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 I think it's the Sauvon, the Citrine Cognito really came out on the pour. Mm. Um, just like even as I cracked it, I was like, oh, just like some pininess, uh, and some nice like I would say high sweet citrus, like like tangerine. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's lovely. Jeez. Oh, that's a great first quaff. Oh, you know, you know when we were talking about sort of the quality of putty last mm. week? This is, this is, it has a quality to it. Uh, again, it's, it's sat somewhere kind of in this, it's not quite that juice bomb and it isn't even attempting to be kind of the new wave of, of dippers and, and have that sort of earthy, oniony, salady kind of uh, note to it. It's not incredibly, incredibly ripe on all its fruits, but it, it does have a little ripeness to it as well. Whilst you're getting a lovely amount of sort of sweetness sort of loaded up front and some almost sticky kind of caramel sort of flavours in there oh, as well. Oh, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Mm, it's got this kind of lovely little flow to it where suddenly it's like oh no there is there is a bit more to this yeah i would say it's not quite piney but it's like in mm. there's a it, right there uh, back there's like um a deciduous ish nose note like it's not super piney but it has mm. that sort of character kind of in the back and i think it's sitting with the fact that it's it does have this sweet citrus in the front that caramelly maltiness in the front top as well and then you don't notice quite how much there is a, a bit of a bitter until the sweet fades. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And it's, as you say, it's a lovely color. Um, like just, just, I mean, it's just a almost like a blood orange kind of color when you're looking at it, not on the on the camera. It's got this lovely orange, but a slight hint, a deep orange, a slight hint of maybe brown in there as well, but only, only just, yeah. just to make it that little bit deeper. Um, yeah, it, that, uh, I, I'm jealous. Like, oh, that's why I'm not drinking. I dug my heels in because I was jealous of you two having the same beer. You didn't include <laughs> me. <laughs> Mate, we, um, it went up. It went up on the page. Went up on the in the Discord. If everybody would like to come and drink <laughs> beers with us and share the same beers that we have, we occasionally put in on the Discord when there's a, a, a special. Or, or a limited set of something going around in the beer channel that we have. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, as with the party last week with, uh, with Points of Brew with Stephen grabbing that for us, he, he posted this in the beer channel. And mm-hmm. I mean, because it was Canada, I thought, fuck it, I'll buy one. Postage was ridiculously expensive. I said, well, I might as well buy two then because it's the same postage <laughs> and I could just give them to Adel as well. I could have brought three, Lucy. Then I've had to have shifted, uh, shipped it up to you. That's as well. Yeah. I genuinely didn't Should have done this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't um, paying attention, clearly. I, I will say that it also has um, a lovely tropical, slightly pine- pineapple-y finish. Hmm. Which, again, I think is just as things fade, you sort of notice that slightly sweet, sour, um, pineapple taste and, and, like I said, passion fruit. Some of the tropical flavors, which are there in the nose... Uh, linger enough that, that on the finish they sort of come to the forefront. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, um, it, it it has a lovely little journey to it in terms yeah. of saying, here are some flavors. 
Here are those those lovely fruity flavours. We've got those nice malts, a little bit of sweetness in there. Here's then that ripening of everything. It's almost the same sweet fruit flavours that just ripen in your mouth over a few seconds. And then they just peel away for a little bit of bitterness and that starts to fade. As you say, leaves you maybe with those higher sweet kind of fruits. Maybe yeah. just that little bit of pineapple that sticks around. Um, it's maybe for a, for what was it, an eight and a half percent dipper. Oh yeah. Um, we forgot to say that. Right. It, it start. it feels like it's going to be chewy, right? That first kind of note when you sip it and you get that lovely caramel, you think, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel the viscosity in this. But actually, it's quite smooth, really. Yeah. It doesn't have that kind of bulkiness to it. Uh, yeah, it's, which... it's got a, like just enough of a mouthfeel to coat the mouth, but not, not so much that it like sticks around. Mm, absolutely. Um, so that's what we're going to drink for the next hour. Or, Imagine or so. drinking that fresh from... Just like right out of the tap in Canada. I mean, yeah, oh. exactly, exactly. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Now, where is Old Black Door Project? Um, so where's Northern Monk Leeds? Um, I assume that the Old Black Store. Sorry, I meant sorry, I meant the not that. I meant the Third Moon. I oh, meant... Third Moon, Third yeah. Moon Brewing Co. I don't think there's anything on the can which tells. It's in Milton, us. Ontario. Okay, that's a nothing place. Sorry. <laughs> Well, they have good beer. Sorry, Milton, <laughs> Ontario. Yeah, um, that's what you get having a Canadian on the show who can just rip apart your location. Um, <laughs> scathing. Um, let's let's enjoy this beer, Harold, you and I, and we'll move on to talk about games for this episode. All the games that we want to for this week, or anything that kind of takes our fancy. Uh, Lucy, as you're not uh, as you're not Ooh. drinking this week. The floor is yours to kick us off with. Uh, I know you've got something uh, that we pushed back from last week to um, to discuss this oh, week. Yeah, I'll start with that. Yeah, um, please touch the artwork which I played on iOS. I played it on my iPad. Um, I think it's just on Steam at this moment in time. So just mobile on St- mobile and Steam. Mm-hmm. It is a very abstract uh, puzzle game. Um, it's really influenced by, and I think it, you know, I guess it's pulling from, like, uh, the works of Pierre Mondrian. Mondrian, oh, Mondrian yeah, Mondrian, yeah, yeah. Mondrian, yeah. Who, I'm, you know, I, I, I've, I'm a very unrefined person. I know nothing about art, so... First, I'm hearing about this guy, but I learned a lot. Um, yeah, very thick lines and very, you know, it's not cubism, but very... Um, it's Dadaism, isn't he, Mondrian? No, maybe he's not. Fuck I knows. Know. I did an art GCSE like 4,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. well, God I knows, I fucking... That. Some, I know some... I remember <laughs> names. That's about all I remember mm. from that. Yes, but like very geometric um, looking, a lot of squares, a lot of different yeah. kinds of squares. Um, and yeah, that really fits well with this kind of puzzle game. It's um, what I really like about it is when you start the game, it asks you, "What kind of mood are you in? Like, how tired are you?" And my answer is always going to be very, but, uh, <laughs> but it's just it, it, you know, it's like, and it says, "Okay, here, here are you know, it's got three main." types of puzzles um, and multiple stages within that group and it 
when you say, okay, um, I'm feeling okay, or I'm feeling a bit tired, or it's been a long day, don't bother me, just give <laughs> me something to stare at, um, it offers you one of the three types of puzzles. Um, when you go in after the game, um, I don't think it asked me again, or maybe I have to pick from the menu for it to ask me again, but you can just freely pick um, whichever you know group of puzzles that you want. You can go mm. into the main menu and pick you know, another one from a different stage at will. Um, you're not locked into anything, okay. uh, depending on your answers. But yeah, that was nice. Um, but there's three different types of puzzles, and they are very abstract, so they are kind of hard to describe. And I think even if you looked at, like, you know, a... I think you'd probably have to look at a walkthrough. Maybe a trailer might... You, you wouldn't maybe get the gist of it, but um, they are very inspired by... Okay, Mondrian's um, art, and it's one of the puzzle sets is okay. You have to um, emulate this the, this piece of art that's on. I think it's on the left side, and on the right side, it's like okay, you have to touch, you know, touch on the screen and press. Okay, I want the line here. I want this to be coloured in this. Um, color it's like it's like using paint right it's basically okay i'm trying to emulate the uh what i see on the left side of the screen and have to you know color in these lines or draw these lines in a certain um uh order so mm. so that it matches the other side and these puzzles get like these are probably the hard the hardest set when it's when it's um because you can only like it gives you an order so say okay you can only for your first move, you can only draw a line. For your second move, you can only use the colour yellow. For the third move, you can only draw a horizontal line, etc. And, yeah, these get really hard. And I was like, oh, because basically, when you try and colour in, it's sort of like using paint, but you're using the... Um, where you touch, everything else turns to yellow, so you've got... You're basically colouring in everything apart from the limited space of white. Right. And then you're having to... It's sort of... Yeah, it's sort of like a matching puzzle game where it's like, okay, I have to decide where I'm putting this colour because it's going to go into these adjacent squares and stuff like that. Mm. So that is... That was probably the set that caused me the most issue when I was like... I think that's what made me bounce off it first of all because I think I started with that one. But when I went... Mm. Is that one kind of... And, and, and is this the puzzles kind of in general? Is there a set way of doing them? Like, is there only kind of like one method of being able to get through it? You're like, right, I ha- this line has to go here. This color has to go here. This line then has to go here. This And you, yeah. you match it in that sort of way, but you have to get that order correct to get the puzzle. Or is there a little bit of variation in that? Yeah, fortunately, you don't have to... There is. It does have a counter where it's like, this is the minimum amount of moves you can do it in. Mm-hmm. But you can still, you know, change and toggle cool. and um, use as many moves as you like, which is good. Because some of them I just couldn't think of. Okay, I know there's a, you know, there's eight moves I can do this in. And there's a very, you know, straightforward solution to it. But my brain is just not picking up on it. <laughs> I'm using 56 moves or something mm. like that right. to get it done, um, which is nice. It, it, it tells you the count, but there's absolutely no, not incentive, but no demand to get it, you know, in in that. It's not like 
I don't think anything else unlocks in the game if you get if you do it in the optimal amount of steps and stuff like that. Okay. So so that's nice. Um yeah, and the other the other sets of puzzles ones was it, it, it sort of told like this love story in New York and it it, it has a really nice um like the abstract art of it it really gets across like I mean it looks like a New York City or or like for us Brits, maybe not the Canadian, uh, the, <laughs> our adopted Canadian friend, um, like the London Underground map, and it's like it, it, it tells a story of like the hustle and bustle. And it's like you you are like it's basically you're doing a maze, so okay. kind of a children's book where you're just drawing a maze, you know, using the lines and just drawing, um, getting from point A to B, and these mazes get you know more elaborate, a bit more you know, get bigger and then this, like the perspective of it, the the sort of gets warped and you get in a bit, you know, a, I, I don't think I got motion sick. I was close to that. But you get, <laughs> really? It gets a bit, yeah, it gets a bit, it looks like it's on a round CRT, curved CRT screen. It's like, you like mm. really zoomed in and it's, and it, and it matches with the beats of the story how, um, with this love story and, but it, that is the most simple one where it is just like, okay, I'm drawing a maze from, from point A to B and that's it really. Um, and only probably the, like the last 10 levels or so when everything's a bit warped and distorted, uh, things get a bit harder. And, um, yeah, the third set of puzzles was, it was probably the, uh, one I enjoyed the most when, um, it's sort of, sort of similar. It's sort of like Snake where you're having to get these, um, you've got these grid lines and you have to get one little dot over to it's like little connecting place and if it draws the snake there like other <coughs> dots you have to get to their um, respective like uh, destination they can't cross through the through the snake that's already yep. drawn through there so that's probably the right. one I enjoyed the most but yeah they're all really enjoyable I think I I think jumping into the hardest set of levels did take me back a bit because I was like, the game's asking me if I'm stressed. <laughs> 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 it's with these really hard puzzles. But uh, yeah, uh, it, I think I think once I worked out the Microsoft Paint <laughs> uh, aspect of it, it, it made it a little bit easier. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's um, very colourful. Mm. You can learn a lot about uh, just yeah, different different. Um, uh, Types of art, I guess, because it doesn't just go into. I don't even know what you'd call. Is I clearly learned nothing from the game because I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, what the the, Mon- the Mondrian of... stuff is the still, mm-hmm. um, okay. and well, I, I, I like around the same time is Dadaism is Bauhaus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it probably it, it, well it depends if it stays within a period of kind of modern-ish sort of art, you know, like mm-hmm. turn of the century up through the war um, kind of level. The yeah. first 50 years yeah. of the 20th century, essentially. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it, but it mentions how it's different to, like, uh, as you say, you know, Barhouse and Cubism and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, the use of, um, you know, uh, the free primary colours and... Mm. How you know contrast, empty space, you know black and whites and stuff like that. So it does go into that, and it gives like this very nice um, aesthetic of you know walking through this art exhibition um, when you like zoom out from the levels. So 
it's educational, but nice. you know, I've got a brain like a sieve, and I didn't do an art GCSE. So <laughs> well, this nothing, this sounds perfect. <laughs> sounds perfect for me. It's something just, especially if I can get it on my phone, just as something I can sit mm-hmm. and be like, oh yeah, I just want another puzzle. I've, I've done me world, my worldle um, for the day. I need something else just to, you know, have a, have five minutes on. Did it yeah. kind of? Did it pull you through quite quickly, or is it meant to be played yeah. in more of a relaxed sort of kind of state of being like, yeah, I could just do one, or is it compelling enough for it and and pulled you through to say, no, no, get, get like ten done and then put it down. Yeah, because I think the game even says maybe on like the product page, like uh, this is meant to be a relaxing experience. Mm. But after I, you know, dilly dallied and divvered with the the hardest set of puzzles for a while. I just went straight through on like the, the the easiest, and then you know, over the course of another day or two, I finished uh, probably what I'd call the mid tier, medium mm-hmm. difficulty puzzle. So got through it quite quickly after you know I wasn't so daunted <laughs> by the um, the hardest <laughs> puzzles. So yeah, right. yeah, I, it, it's good. Nice couple hours. I enjoyed it. Really good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have a look on. Uh, it's on Android. Yeah, it's three ninety nine. Yeah, it's on not bad. Android. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's seven point one nine pounds on Steam. Wow, quite a big, especially given that That's it seems like it's it's like clearly made for touchscreens. You'd think yeah. that yeah. there's not being able to play it with the. I mean, unless I guess you play it on a Windows tablet. Yeah, I'm um, not being able to play it in the way that it was designed. Shouldn't cost. Over twice as much, one but that—that's the thing to entice people on the, on a platform that's notorious for not getting people to pay anything. Um, <laughs> I think you have yeah. to offer that lower uh, price point because people are like premium game. That must cost two ninety nine. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm. There's a weird. <laughs> well, whether it's just us, but mobile as a space seems very very odd in terms of like pricing the kind of product that you expect for uh, you know like 50p versus yeah. what people will pay on steam for something kind of similar so it's it seems like it's a very different kind of market with that yeah yeah it's it's strange but yeah um yeah because that dungeons and puzzles game that hmm. I'm playing still working my way through i think about halfway through the levels now um yeah, I think that was like two ninety nine, one ninety nine, or something. It's like a really well made game. And yeah, just on a corner of the Apple Apps. Yeah, mm. probably triple the price on Steam. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice, good, good. Uh, I think I'll be picking this one up. Uh, yeah, me too. Nice. Yeah, sounds like a, a, a nice relaxing experience. As you say, Lucy, a little bit educational as well. It may just yeah. may just top me up. Kind of stuff that is maybe back here, hid, there, hidden yeah. away. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course that's who it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shall see. I know that. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that somewhere before. Fuck knows where. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> 30 years ago. Um, good. Uh, Lucy, was there anything else that you... Uh, have been playing that you wanted yes. to chat oh it sounds like there's going to be yeah. loads the, the 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 long yes of like thousands of things man <laughs> one I, that i'll probably go into deeper depth with but um two very very early impressions i'll do the 
two very early impression mm-hmm. ones. Um, one is uh, Getsa Fumaden, which is a game from Konami, um, which is bizarre and just saying that. Yep. <laughs> New game from Konami. Um, it's a spiritual successor, I guess, or take on um, a game from, like, I think it's a Super Famicom era. Um, and this is on early access on Steam. Oh, okay. Don't know. And it has been for, I think, just under a year or something. Right. And I was like, okay, this looks all right. This looks cool. It looks beautiful. The art style looks beautiful. Um, you know, inspired by traditional Japanese art, like very thick mm. strokes um, uh, and watercolors and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'll see how this does when it's out of early access. I don't tend to play games in early access. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben, you were kind enough to send me a code for it on Switch. I started it in handheld mode and I think that might be a bad idea because it looks a bit grainy. So I'm going to get oh, it up right. on, the, on the TV um, because it's got such beautiful art style. It just mm. I don't know if it's a Switch showing its age. I imagine it is. Um, mm. Maybe the lower resolution. I don't know what resolution it's going to be on the TV. Um, but I'm going to try it on the TV and just put it in the dock, see if it runs a little smoother because it looks... I don't. I don't know if it's choppy. I don't think it's the frame rate. I think it might be something to do with like the motion in the game and maybe some of the blur or something. I tried t- toggling a setting where it's something like I think screen shake or something like that, and I turned that off and it looked slightly better. But it looks a bit. It shouldn't look this bad. Okay. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not... The beautiful art shouldn't look this bad. It's not quite cell-shaded, is it? It's more like that yeah, Akami style of, yeah, you know, thick, say, thick yeah, brush strokes, mm-hmm. thick black brush strokes, you know. Uh, and again, what uh, um, Ghost of Tsushima tried to do with its mm-hmm. uh, with some of the stories that it told, you know, the, the, the sweeping ink strokes, you know, big, thick black mm-hmm. ink strokes. But this looks like it's just full of colour as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it looked a bit. It, it looked like it needed more saturation in the in the in the color because I, I went to the settings and wasn't it was all the way up like the contrast and right. it was like okay. Um, I don't know why it looks this bad. Um, sure, which is a shame. I'm going to get it up on the TV and see if it looks any better. Um, but I'm really early in. It's a roguelike and. Uh, it was throwing a lot of systems. Yeah, yeah, my favourite. Um, and it was throwing a lot of systems at me right out the gate. Um, from what I can gauge, is it's like a Dead Cells where mm. you always start in the same same starting area as such with a roguelike. And um, you go throughout the world and you unlock different weapons. And I think these different weapons you find, you can um, either... Recycle for like uh, this other kind of currency and this other kind of resource to then spend in, I think, permanent and maybe semi, you know, temp- maybe temporary, and that, but I think permanent upgrades. Or you can use that weapon and maybe it will turn up in your starting camp. There okay. were, as I say, there was a lot of systems going on. I, it seems weird that it's on 
Steam Early Access still on PC, and I'm not sure if this Switch version is Early Access, because that's not Nintendo's MO. No. They don't, well, they don't, I, you know. I think, trying to remember from the, uh, the emails and the press releases that I've seen, it is being released on Switch first. Has been in PC early yeah, access for like a year, patch. and it's come that it's come out on Switch. Maybe maybe it's come out. Maybe it hasn't quite come out on Switch yet. Um, but then, like a week later, I think it's like a full release on Steam or something like that. So the Steam right, okay. version 1.0 was slotted to release today, the 16th. Oh, oh. Um, and oh okay, okay. That's when the like so early access purchasers basically get all the deluxe edition content for free. Yeah. Uh, I just was reading the patch notes and B1.000 is was okay. uh, patch notes were yesterday and um it was dated for today release. Okay. So yeah. I think that's probably why uh I they you. went gold with I see. the switch build I assume. And I I, I yeah. think it might be yeah. like a patch, just you know. Patching the piece and it, it came out on Steam in the last few days. Uh, sorry, on Switch oh, in the last few days, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only reason why I was wondering is because some of the text looks, you know, like there was like two spaces in between like an apostrophe and the next letter and it's like is this in <laughs> access it can't be on switch yeah. maybe that that seems like a thing yeah easily done with a patch i can't speak to the balance just yet because i'm very early mm-hmm. and um but yeah i think it's just just i think it's just the onboarding which it's turned me off slightly where it's like throwing a lot of systems, a lot of text at me immediately without me knowing what this crystal does and, you know, what the kind of game loop is. I think, you know, introduce me to the game game loop and then start telling me about the different systems, yeah. which I thought something like Dead Cells did really well. You know, it's very straightforward. You've got a sword, go kill things. But it's like every time I hit an enemy or something dropped, it's like, Here's like five different screens of like what this is, and it's like I don't know anything about the game at this point. I don't know anything about the loop. Um, yeah, it seems a bit strange on the onboarding kind of thing, mm-hmm. but um, I'm gonna keep at it because, especially if it you know it looks like it does on like you know the trailers and stuff like that, and on PC. I mean, it's a beautiful looking game. I'll, I want to see what this is about. So yeah, that's just early impressions. Not too good. Um, mm. Hopefully. The gameplay will shine through, and it'll be a good fun playing, you know, playing experience rather than maybe it's a bit rough at the start and then uh, get into it. But the, yeah, the combat feels all right so good. far. Um, it, it seems yeah. like a game Konami shouldn't get wrong with with their history of games. Mm-hmm. That, that being said, yeah. I, I I I was playing Circle of the Moon. Mm. Um, is it Circle? Yeah, Circle of the Moon, the first like Egovania that came out on Game Boy Advance. Yes, yes, yes. Is this the one they've yes. just? Is this Advance. the one they've just added to the new collection as well? Uh, the the collection that came out last the year, Grim Grim a new Grimoire or something like that, isn't it? Like right. they keep adding. There's a collection, then they keep. They're like, yeah, we'll just throw another one on. Here's another game for you. I don't know what that is. That might be that really bad Apple Arcade one. Yes. That's yes. awful. Um, it I might be that terrible thing. That. Yes, okay. it's definitely a terrible thing. <laughs> I, I tried it and holy crap. Um, it's like an auto battler. It's like you don't oh, really? do anything. 
Yeah, mm. and, and the combat just feels bad, and it's like these single levels. It's like a tenth of a Castlevania free level, and you're just getting coins and chests right. and nonsense. It was a free-to-play thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that they pulled from this, and they just put it in Apple. And I, it, again, from what I know about it, it's like chapter one. Play as Simon in this one level through this thing, and then chapter two, you play as one of the other characters from one of the other games, and, and something like taking it's like really iconic soulless. bits from each of the games to, to throw in. Okay, not that. That's not what you're playing. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Circle of the Moon, which is a, is a good game, is it's the one one part of one of the you know good ones on uh, Game Boy Advance uh, that they put out in the collection last year. But I don't like it. Um, oh, it's a grind first, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the only Castlevania games I don't like. Um, mm. It's it's typical Castlevania, but I started playing it before Metroid um, came out last year, and I stopped because I started playing Metroid, yeah. and now I've gone back to it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is such a grind. Like boss fights take like half an hour. <laughs> it's just like I don't want to play this anymore. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Konami, you know, some missteps here, here and there, but yeah. Some. Uh, w- 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 mm. some well yeah. documented on previous Tanked Up podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep trying with this because it seems like a very small team within Konami mm. were passionate about it and wanted to make it. So, so yeah, um, I'll see. I'll see. It, 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 it seems like it's got good early access through mm. on Steam. Mm. And uh, as we've said for ages... With Konami, just like start getting stuff out again, right? That 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 video yeah. game uh, releases kind of flagged and were non-existent for a time. So just to see them being like, you know, we 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 are working on stuff. We kind of we are doing things. Yeah, is good. Yeah, not that weird Contra game though, where it's like you have cooldowns on your weapon, which was. Besides the point of Contra, but anyway, we won't, we won't go there. Um, yeah, other other game that I want to speak about mm-hmm. briefly is Infinax, which is a good castle. Oh, <laughs> I started Infinax as well. Mm, yes, um, it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I got a code for it on PC. Mm. Um, from contact I haven't spoken to before, um, but. They must know me. <laughs> they must know what I like, and I like Infinite. <laughs> I've only played like an hour of it so far, but it's really good. Um, it's Simon's Quest. Uh, so Castlevania Two, you have a day-night cycle, and it's more. It's less. It's got a Metroidvania map, but it's mm-hmm. more. It's more confined, where it's like okay, I'm, I'm going to these different parts of the villages to fulfill quests, um, and some quests appear at night, some appear at day. And it's it's what I love about this straight off the bat is say is when I started the game where it was like okay you can play what is I don't know if they call it normal mode um but you know standard mode or you can play casual mode mm. and they say you can drop down to casual mode at any point and I'm like thank you uh, because just in case it's too hard. <laughs> Yeah. I like the option. I don't want to have to start over again. And um, can't go back up though. You know. When you come down to oh, casual, you can't, you're on can't. casual. That's fine. If I drop down to casual, I'm fine with committing to that. Yep, that's fine. First, uh, you know, I mean, first skeleton boss down to casual. 
I'm on, I'm on casual now forever. <laughs> I kind of wish there was like, like, fucking make a chivo for yeah. beat it without dropping difficulty. But I think Someday, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's like literal like. Like difficulty gatekeeping, like if you have the ability to change it, you should be able to change it up and down. I, like, I think in this case, it's it's different because you are there is a progression to it. If it was just like you die and that's it, okay. But there is a pro- progression to it where you earn coins and you can earn XP, and then because you're earning XP, you can get like upgrades quicker and stuff like that. Mm. It's it, 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 I I understand why they made that decision in this case. Um but because you can earn up XP and you can just farm enemies over and over again because they mm. reappear once you just walk off screen. Yeah, like just go back in yeah. games. Yeah, just farm them and then you can just get really beefy and just keep upgrading. You can get like really OP at the start of the game. So there are ways around it. Yeah, and that, that, which I like. that's what I might do. Having, I've only, you know, I got to the village, um, or, or got to the sort of the castle and got into the daytime, went around a little bit, did some stuff, died, you know, got a side quest, died to the side quest. And I'm like, fuck, that boss was hard. I'll drop it down to casual and start again. I'm like, actually, I was really close to being able to buy um, like an armor upgrade or a life upgrade or something like that, which would have made l- all of the difference. So I think it's definitely because I'm only maybe like 40 minutes to an hour in ish. Mm-hmm. I, I think I might restart on the normal difficulty, um, which I think when they bring up the descriptions of the two difficulties, it very much says it's like, as you say, it's like classic difficulty or classic mode. And it very much says this is the mode the game is meant to be played in. Um, so I think I might restart on that and do that and farm a little bit and, you yeah, know, spend, yeah. spend 20 minutes, half an hour just farming and buy a couple of items, be a bit beefier and yeah. then try again. Yeah. I'd recommend that. And that boss is pretty, I don't know if you mean, but that boss is like very doable. Um, you know, uh, once you learn, he has like two attacks and you can easily learn and dodge. Oh yeah. So yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I realized it had two attacks. <laughs> My timing was just very, very poor. Um, one of the things I really liked about it, and it's the thing that kind of, I started playing and you, you kind of almost get a decision straight away. So the game has decisions yeah, yeah, in it, you know, and the first one is, do you, this person, this bloke is just there and he's all like in pain and agony and the, the, image of him comes up and you can tell that which is really good like the art in it works very very well um really good but it he says like kill me and you have the option and it comes up saying kill him or save him and at first i'm like oh i'll save i know he said to kill him but i'll try and save him and that's an interesting option for what actually then happens um so because i pick kill him yeah yeah, so the the second time i went through (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because strange enough, I had to start again. Um, nice. <laughs> I, I picked kill him, um, but it 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 will be interesting to see what the repercussions again of that because a character was on screen, they saw you do it, and they like fled essentially. So I'd be interested mm-hmm. to see where that character if if they do pop up, but what the repercussions of those kinds of um, actions yeah. actually are. Yeah, that was. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the other wrinkle. Where I was like, "Yes, this is this is different. It could just could have just been like a eight bit side scroller, just like you know Castlevania one, but it's really leaning into like Simon's Quest and like you know 
having these different systems and um like well I guess you can call it narrative parts and stuff like that. So yeah. Really enjoying that. I can't wait to go back yeah, to it. Nice. Shall I talk about the game? The game. Oh yes. I mean um b- before we launch into that we're coming up no, not too bad on our first oh episode for the week. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I just want to check in, Adel. I know you played a game this week. Um, uh, hmm. Maybe we'll try and give you a few minutes after Lucy's launched into her next one, just to give us a little bit, a little bit on what you've oh, been on what sure. you've been playing as well. But if Adel gives you a little bit later, and, and you know. That kind of tickles your fancy. You can just go to our Twitch channel and have a look at his first looks of what that game was. If that is the game you're going to talk about, it I is, and uh, and we should have the VOD on YouTube this week as well. Perfect, perfect. Uh, but we'll come back then, Lucy, to you for your. Is this the main thing you've been playing this week, or is it just a thing that you really yeah. want to talk about? Both. Okay. Um, it is Grapple Dog, mm. which came out last Thursday. Um, yeah, I'd only just, uh, briefly touched it, um, by then, but I really got into it over the weekend. Um, it is a 2D, I guess you'd call it a action platformer. Um, it's very physically based. You are a dog and you have a grapple hook and <laughs> it reminds me of a lost game from the Game Boy Advance, mm. something like that. Um, it's really colourful. It has this one like central hook. It's and it's probably about mm, probably about eight hours long. Um, it's got I think it's got six worlds, like thirty three main levels, and a bunch of different bonus levels that you unlock by finding like a token in each one of the uh, yeah, well in some of the some of the levels. But um, it's got a nice bit of content. Um, and and yeah, it's it's a really really it's really really fun. I it's something that's just so lighthearted. I I haven't been in the mood really for playing games recently, and this was like the perfect thing because I was like, am I gonna have to wait until that Kirby game comes out? <laughs> you know, something Nintendo a bit breezy and a bit, um, you know, just something that just gets to the fun immediately. That brutal post-apocalyptic like... Kirby game. <laughs> yes, The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just want to swallow cars Um, and you know yeah something breezy and just easy like that and this this just reminded me uh, it's like a lost Nintendo game it sort of reminds me of something like something that like HAL Laboratory made like a little side Mm. indie project Mm. that they made or something like that because yeah it's it feels really good to play Um, and I will say at the start I was like Oh, it's there's something there. There's something a little frustrating about the platforming. A little bit off about the grappling hook. Like it seems like it works eighty five percent of the time. Like when mm. you just you know reaching out using that grapple hook, mm. it sort of felt like Halo Infinite, <laughs> where it's like <laughs> you can't. Sometimes that grapple hook just doesn't connect the way you you've got to be to. you've got to be a foot closer two inches yeah. and it would have done yeah. it yeah and with the physics system sometimes it's like okay i just cannot gauge this swing this usually it was a very hard swing to get like a collectible out of the mm. way um 
and not on the you know normal path it was off the beaten road but i was just like something a little bit off slightly off but when when i got used to it a bit more and just like met the game on its own terms and i just thought be like okay the it isn't perfect but once you do you know get a bit more used to like the grappling hook the the physics way the dog moves um it's really fun Uh, Mm. and i think i really think like a a second game second grapple dog grapple dog 2 if the developers you know had if they wanted to make it had, had the had the means to i really think it could be something like it could feel like Celeste, you know. Yeah. It could feel that good. I th- just think it's a little bit off, but you can still find so much fun in it um, in its current state. And nice. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, sometimes you get in that kind of flow state in this game where it's like, okay, everything's connecting. I'm going through. There's these platforming sessions sections where, you know, it really wants you to stay in the air and connect moves and chains and stuff like that. You've got this bounce. You've got you know the grappling, and it 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 throws in all these different uh, things throughout the levels, um, like these these crabs you can use as trampolines. Yes, there's crabs in this. Perfect. Game. I mean, tra- crabs. Just crabs saying, seem. You just had to say crabs. Crabs seem like natural trampolines, don't they? Like with their with their, the way yeah. their legs work, they bounce on them constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can like uh, ground pound the floor. And they flip over, and they become a trampoline, and then you can bounce. Oh, the underside of the crab is the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I was yeah. thinking more it's the oh. it's the legs that propel. Oh. The yeah, the f- I also the meat. Mm. thinking. <laughs> All that white and brown crab meat, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bill, what were you saying? That we were... Oh, I was just saying I was with Ben, and I would assume that the, yeah, um, yeah the crabolene was because of the legs. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the only, you know, inconsistency. Well, not, not maybe not inconsistency with Grapple Dog, but Grapple Dog comes across maybe more of like a genital jousting style game, doesn't it? Just the name oh. kind of, you know, before I knew it was actually <laughs> yeah. a dog with a grappling hook, I was thinking it was something very, very different. Did you well, hear Grapple Dog? No, even just Grapple Dog. You know, well, someone's yeah, made that game. They've obviously just called it something to be, different. To be honest, there is a dark side to this, Ooh, nice. which makes it a zero out of ten game. Which is the dog has human hands. Pablo has like five fingers. Oh, and it's not right. All the animals mm. have like five fingers, oh. and it's horrible. Why would they Pablo do that? Just, I don't know. It looks weird. I don't like it, so <laughs> I try and ignore it. But um, everything else about the game is really good, apart from the like the weird hands, human like, fingers. Yeah, yeah they got, and they're like really long fingers, <laughs> and just like, like no grapple dog. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's such a fun game, um, and I kind of liken it to something like. Maybe Yoshi, the Yoshi games like Woolly's World or something mm. like that, or where you can get all the collectibles. There are like all these different gems hidden around each level, and uh, you can get gems for doing like a time trial mode and stuff like that, and gems in the bonus levels. Because you, it's literally like the Mario Overworld where you have to have enough gems to unlock the next boss and move on to the mm-hmm. next world. Mm. And I just. You know, immediately it was like, okay, 
getting all of them is going to be frustrating as hell, so I won't bother. I'll get the ones that I know I can get, and I had so much fun doing that. It's like, if I miss two gems in love, it's like, cool, fine, whatever. Um, you should get all the gems that you can pet the dog, so nice. that's incentive. But um, mm. yeah, it's, it's it's a really good, well-made platformer, and I think once you get used to it and its its intricacies and its you know, idiosyncrasies and and yes, Ben, maybe a little bit of inconsistency with the physics and grappling hook. You will have a really good time good. with it. So yeah. Nice. Well, Where did you play this? Switch. Okay. And you can use the uh um directional pad. Oh you can use a directional pad. Oh D pad. Oh I, even better. Yeah, yeah, because I I cannot use the joystick anymore. It's completely broken at this point. <laughs> with the drift so i have literally because you can't disable it i've remapped it to like the camera button instead Mm. and you don't use that in most of the games i play so (laughs) yeah that's fair fair i guess that sucks it does but you know with the games that i'm playing they they, they allow you you know something like grapple dog i was fine using the directional pad i don't think the fact that I wasn't using the joystick was to do with, you know, the grappling yeah. uh, being a bit inconsistent at times. So. Okay. But yeah, really fun. Nice. Love it. It's one of my favourite games. This oh, year. wow. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. We will uh, move on to briefly, Adel, uh, just yep. to give us a, a little overview and a quick discussion about what you've been playing. Sure. I've been playing The Life and Suffering of Sobrante, which is a narrative-driven hardcore RPG. It's basically like a visual novel where choices really matter, and they matter based on... uh, So, like, you're in this fictional kingdom of Arkna... Oh, I already forget it. It's it's hard to pronounce. It's almost like like Arrakis, isn't it? It's almost like Frank Herbert's Arrakis. The Arknean Empire. But you Mm. want to be, like, Arcanian? Mm. Um, Harkanian? uh, It's... Yeah. (laughs) It's very much like a so the the premise is you're at the you're on your deathbed and you're writing your journal, uh, which I thought at first was a bit of a trope, but it actually kind of makes sense because that gives you there's four acts basically childhood, adolescence, five acts, youth, peacetime, and then the revolution, Mm. and which gives you a notion that your character might have to deal with war in some sense, which is why I actually. I pivoted, I 180 in the beginning, I was like, oh, right, the author's writing a book, what a, like, what a needless trope, but actually knowing the structure of your life kind of helps, because um, basically you're just playing through and you're getting choice points and making decisions which will up your, like, determination or perception, uh, your relationship with your family, and presumably in later parts, other characters. And depending on those things, when you hit choice points, you may or may not be locked away from certain options. Um, the main stat is willpower. You can make choices that gain willpower. Um, and then to do difficult, in the really difficult choices, kind of the like, oh, that's the easy way out sort of thing, or like, that's the ideal solution, we'll all use willpower up often. Mm. Um, and so once you know that, after the first few choice points, you're kind of like, Ooh, do I really, like, this is the thing I would choose, but do I want to waste willpower to do it on this sort of small decision when I might have something bigger coming along? Um, 
and it's it's really tight like like even in your your childhood which is supposed to be the prologue there's some hard choices mm-hmm. and your character can die a number of times before permadeath and in childhood you can absolutely <laughs> make a choice that will kill you you won't yeah. lose your like you won't yeah. lose your save but that means when knowing like so knowing that war is coming and stuff you're like oh do I really want to have my first death at age five? No. Um, the um, yeah, and so the art style is really nice. It's sort of like India ink on paper kind of thing, like really like thick brush stroke. Um, yeah. Illustrations, which are well matched to the text, which is there's the odd cut scene, but mostly it's um, you you reading. You can check out the vod. You'll see it's just me reading a lot for an hour or two. <laughs> Um, but, and then agonizing over choices. Uh, but I really liked it. I think the key is it's well-written and Mm -hmm. well-written in the sense of the game design as well. The choices aren't, it's not like they made a game with choices and then hired someone to punch up the pros. Like the choices really do feel integral. And then the follow-up, like, I have no idea how branching the tree is, but it does feel like, um, the subsequent choices were really influenced by what I what I chose before. Mm. So either it's good writing where they actually didn't cut corners and re- re- had several versions of things, or it's incredible writing, which makes me feel like they did that. Um, it, and yeah, so like I like sort of the main two stats are determination perception in, in your youth, at least. And that's kind of like observing and learning uh, and versus like being headstrong, uh, and I called it pig-headed in the stream, but like I wanted to be more sort of aloof and calculating. And a couple of my decisions were like, this makes sense for that idea. Um, but my urge is kind of like, oh, this is a tough choice. Even though I've sort of put in my head, I'm going to be not headstrong, I still ended up being kind of split. I think by the end of chapter five or whatever i was um sort of because of the choices i felt like i had to make because the writing and like the what i feel is the correct thing to do i was like four perception or three perception and two determination um and i definitely chose made made choices that didn't give me perception points or whatever because it was like "Ah, no and like you can ask ben i definitely agonized over a couple choices Mm -hmm. and um the think thing uh is there's a regular mode and which within a chapter you can always backtrack and then there's iron man mode which is like make a choice deal with it mm-hmm. and i obviously for entertainment value but also because i'm pig-headed and and you know i don't like i i like doing things the right way so to speak um i chose iron man mode and even if i wasn't playing on stream i would choose iron man mode because i think the it's so especially now that i've experienced it it's so well written and the choices really are the the mechanic that it would seem kind of like cheating and like i mean like they what i like about the game is is like i kind of want to min max and become perception boy and then it was like that got me two-thirds perception one-third determination because i still had to i I couldn't min max because it didn't feel right and all it is is a stream of words right yeah um the other option you can do a game on is whether it tells you what a choice will do its results like if you choose this you're going to gain favor with your grandfather and your father but lose favor with your mother and because of that you'll lose unity in your family 
because uh, there's like a general stat for family unity, which is whether your family will fight, and then you have individual relationship stats. Um, and if I was playing by myself, I think I would try and do Iron Man to know what's what's happening and just be like, I am reading a story. Yeah. But yeah. because I'm like, review, you know, we're reviewing the game for the site, but also we're I mean, streaming is entertainment. It's like. I think it's better to see what those things are so we can talk about the game mechanics mm. so we can see kind of like I would have no idea how much of it really was just perception and determination balancing as well as family unity yeah. if I just didn't uh if I didn't know how much the choices differed because obviously once you make the choice you could then look at the oh it then tells you hey you did this it has this effect so it's not hiding the mechanic but it would hiding the other choices kind of doesn't make the trade off as clear yeah, and because I'm doing Iron Man mode, I can't just back, right? Uh, but I think I would, I personally, by myself, would enjoy the game. Just being like, ah, I don't care. I just, let's yeah, just, like, I, I, I've made this choice. Time. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think I would play exactly the same way. Um, yeah, yeah, that seems like the interesting mm. way to do. It. Yeah, I, uh, but I thoroughly recommend this game, even after only playing a couple of hours. And like, I got to adolescence, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's it was very gripping. We had a few people jump in stream who had played it who were like uh playing slowly, casually, but like on on multiple runs because they liked the game or died. Um Yeah, I I think it's really good. Um and oh sorry, the the big hook is the characters are you're in a world Suffer. where you get a lot, basically. Mm-hmm. If you're you're either born into nobility or the common folk. And you could be the priesthood, which is slightly separate, which we don't know a lot. And your dad, your your grandfather was a commoner who got appointed to be a judge, which made him a nobleman. His son was a nobleman. His son married another noblewoman, had a kid into noble nobility, but then she died. And then he married a commoner to the chagrin of his grandfather. And you are the result of that union. And she had her own common daughter, who's very common. She has no nobility to her name, so she's like the lowest on the totem pole. But she's older Sounds than you. Like me. Yeah, <laughs> all um, of us. The man. whole point, like, the whole point is, it's clearly a fucked like Ender's Games, like and classist and very religion. It's is all religion bound, so very much like felt Catholic induced in certain mm. ways. But, um, and you at the very beginning of the game, you choose your view on destiny. And I personally don't think it exists, but there was an option which was like your environment shapes things. Uh, but like destiny is your environment shaping you. And I picked that kind of against my own beliefs just because it was in line with what I believe, which is we're shaped by our environment. But obviously I don't believe destiny exists just because I was curious. But also now I'm like, you were just talking about it. I'm like, how much did that matter? Yeah. <laughs> right like so like i know that i'm gonna finish this game once and play it at least a second time and try and do something vastly different just to see just like the inner designer of me wants to know how deep the mechanics go mm-hmm. um because like when i talked about that strange case of whatever machi- you know that switch game um that was like, like a visual, visual novel one yeah 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 type, yeah with weird supernatural mm-hmm. things and then i realized that some of the like choice points were or like the discovery mechanics were just like nothing. Like it wouldn't have mattered what I did. It was just like do an activity, um, and that was a big letdown. This because it's so tight so far. I have a feeling that those really matter, and now I want to know 
you know, how different could it be? But I'm not even I'm not even an adult yet, and I'm already like, wonder how different the playthrough when I'm an adult will be, even though I don't know what a playthrough on an adulthood would be. So I've definitely like got hooked by this. Nice. Good. Um, uh, cool. I I imagine it's a game we potentially talk about uh, again as you discover more. You know whether that's kind of what you have discovered through like your first playthrough, or whether you get to uh, another one to see those differences and see how those choices actually impact. And uh, you know we we talk a lot about liking games where choices actually matter and make a difference. And this seems like the like a game that will actually do that. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear how all of that plays out, um, you know, by the end of that uh, of that experience. So let's finish there for episode three hundred and five, um, and we'll talk about the beer that we've drank uh, this evening. Adol, I really like this. This is fantastic. This is a fantastic dipper. Uh, um, it it just hits very very well and and has a very very good flow to it um as as we talked about lots about the flow of a beer going from those lovely sweet notes into that ripened fruit and then a little bit of bitterness and then just leaving you with that sweetness at the end it works very yeah. very well agreed i i mean i don't have much else to add except um you meant we you mentioned the putty earlier mm. uh, when we first were tasting it, and I feel like it does feel a bit like a throwback to those thicker, juicier times. Yeah. With but, but again, it's not like a juice bomb. It's just like it has something that I feel like maybe the pendulum has swung too far away from because I didn't realize that we weren't getting that thickness and that layered taste lately. In even in really good dippers, yeah. right? Like we're just like. It, it's welcome uh, and a bit nostalgic. Uh, and like you said, the taste curve is excellent. Mm. Um, yep. I thoroughly recommend this. Perfect. Program. Good. Uh, so that's episode 305. If you want to get hold of us and talk to us about the beers and the games that you've been playing, you can go to at Tanked Up Cast on the socials or outoflives.net. You can also hit up any of us to join our Discord and talk about beers, video games, movies, TV programs, anything in entertainment. Uh, that you want to talk about. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy Lucy. And Adel is... At the Omniarch. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. Um, and also, please uh, drop us a line, connectupcast.gmail.com or any of our Twitters, and let us know what you think about our new... Form. Yes, uh, cutting our episodes down into one-hour-ish sort of chunks um, for your enjoyment. You know, the, the, the jury's out still. Um, there's a lot of this middle bit that we've got to deal with, rather than just talking about other stuff, which we'll be doing in a moment, because we still just... But not on but not air. air. Because we just record episode 306 straight after this one, so we can keep drinking and keep enjoying ourselves. However, this week I've got something I can't talk about on air until a few days, uh, so we've got to come off air for me to be able to talk about it. Sorry, but you can catch episode 306 where I'll be talking about that game uh, next week when it releases on your podcast service of choice, as this one will as well. And go to your podcast service of choice, rate, review us, share with your friends. It's a way to help us grow that little bit. After seven years, we need a little bit of a push on the old podcast services. Speaking of, I don't know if you're aware of it, but um, next Thursday will be our anniversary. Oh! 
Because I have a, a a Google Calendar alert on our anniversary, nice. which is the twenty fourth of February. Amazing. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll be. We have nothing planned. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we don't. Just, yeah. just letting you know. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, but thank you for joining us this week. We will see you in a few days' time. Thanks, everybody. You. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye www.outoflives.net